Jesus, our dear Father and Master, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity, Lord God Almighty, you've given to us to gather together under your feet to learn your word. Our Father, we pray that your Spirit, Lord God, will teach us even this morning. Our Lord and our Father, we plead with you, O God, that your word will come with power. And our Lord God Almighty, it will move us, King of glory, to go out and preach the wonderful words of life to men, words that will save them. Our Lord and our Father, we pray, King of glory, the Lord God Almighty, the Lord at the end of the study, our Father, you will transform us. Our Lord and our Father, King of glory, none of us, King of glory, will sit back, sit back again, O Lord God Almighty. But Father, each, of our, each and every one of us, O Lord God, will go forth with the fire, Lord God Almighty, Lord King of glory, of Lord God Evangelism, that your word, O Lord God Almighty, will come to men and their lives will be saved in the name of Jesus. Thank you, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. You're welcome to today's Bible study. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. Can you read for us? 2 Timothy 4, verse 2. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Preach the word when it is convenient. Preach the word when it is not convenient. The aim of this study is to awaken our consciousness to the need to preach the gospel. Introduction. The gospel is the power of God that brings salvation to anyone who believes. It is the only hope for humanity in a world full of chaos and uncertainties. The message of the gospel, however, must be shared in word and action for people to believe and receive salvation. The Lord has committed to every believer the responsibility of sharing the gospel message for the salvation of mankind. Working in obedience to this assignment will not only rescue men from the bondage of sin and Satan, but will guarantee eternal life for as many as believe. Praise the Lord. Like we have seen, that the gospel is the power of God that brings salvation to anyone who believes. And that it is important that we go out and preach that word because men cannot hear except they are told. There is no way they will believe except they hear the word. 
And it is when they hear the word that they will now believe the word and their lives will be transformed. Praise the Lord. And that God himself has committed to us, like in 2 Corinthians 5.19, the Bible records there, that um, God is reconciling the world to himself through Christ. And he has, that he's not impeding their sins any longer to them. And he has committed to us, his people, the ministry of reconciliation. We have that responsibility. Every child of God has the responsibility of sharing the good news of the, of the kingdom of God, the good news of salvation to everyone. And that is why today, as we go into the study, we trust the Lord that he will not only open our eyes, but he will quicken us to go out and preach the word. Praise the Lord. Questions for discussion. Question one. What is the gospel? So we'll, we'll read the scriptures. In so you will take the second. You will take the first one. You will take the second and then the third. Romans 1.16 I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. First for the Jew, then for the Gentile. Praise God. Mark chapter 1 from 14 to 15. After John was arrested, Jesus went to Galilee pre preaching the message of God. Time, time is up. God's kingdom is here. Change your life and believe the message. Praise the Lord. First Corinthians, verse 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I, which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also you are saved, if ye keep in memories what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures. Praise the Lord. So from these passages, what is the Gospel? This is a Bible study class, so we are all going to participate. What is the Gospel? My brother, what is the gospel from where you read? In Mark 1, verse 14b, it says, Preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. So this gospel is the word of God. It is about God and the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The gospel of the kingdom. The kingdom of God is near and then the need for men to repent and turn away from their sins so that they will get salvation. Praise the Lord. Yes, what is the gospel? From Romans 1.16, what is the gospel? Praise God. Hallelujah. See, it is the power of God unto uh, salvation uh, that if we are are going to see a crop of men and women who have a, a correct kind of life. The life that is capable of transforming our societies that we have found ourselves. The gospel, which is the word of God, is what holds the hope 
He said, it is the power of God unto salvation. First, the saving from sin. The saving from the sorrows and the guilt of sin. The saving from even the calamities that we have found ourselves. It is salvation, not only uh, a salvation that is limited to being saved from sin, but salvation that uh, has even to do with the socio-political crisis that as a nation we have found ourselves. I see God saying that the word of God, which is the gospel of Christ, is what holds the power, the hope, uh, that we are going to be saved, not only first from sin, but also from the circumstances that uh, wrongly beset us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, praise the Lord. The gospel is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone that believes. Salvation from sin, salvation from captivity, salvation from all forms of bondages, salvation from whatever it is that is not in line with the word and will of God for humanity. Praise the Lord. Whether physical or spiritual, the gospel of Jesus Christ has the power to save one, to save individuals, to save nations, to save group of people, to save families. The solution to every problem is the gospel. Praise the Lord. The power is there. And as we believe the gospel, we will see that salvation will be our portion in Jesus' name. Then, from 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 3, what is the gospel? From 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 3. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It is the message of salvation that Christ came, Christ died, Christ was buried, and Christ rose from the dead. And if you believe that he died for your sin, you will be saved. Praise the Lord. Christ came and died for our sin. And anyone that believes that, the person will be saved. So, we have seen what the gospel is. We will go to the second question. In what ways can the gospel be preached? Acts chapter 8 verse 4. Therefore, they that we are scattered, scattered abroad, went everywhere preaching the word. Yes. Matthew five fourteen and 16. You are like light for the whole world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. No one, no one lights a lamp and put it on, on, and put it under a bowl. Instead, he put it on a lampstand where it gives light for everyone in the house. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Luke 15, 17 to 20. Luke 15, 17 to 20. At last, he came to his senses and said, Oh, my father's hired workers have more than they can eat, and here I am about to starve. I will get up and go to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against God and against you. I am no longer fit to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired workers. So he got up and started back to his father. He was still a long way from home. When his father saw him, his heart was filled with pity. And he ran, threw his arms around his son and kissed him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In what ways can the gospel be preached from the passages we just read? Hallelujah. The ways the gospel can be preached is that 
Wherever you find yourself, is it in your home? Is it in your place of work? Or in the marketplace? Anywhere God leads you or allows you to stay, you need to make people that are there to know the gospel. So, you won't tell me that you're not a reverend or you're not a pastor or that you're not ordained and God has placed you somewhere. Anywhere you find yourself, God wants you to preach the gospel that place. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, wherever we find ourselves. In the school, as a student, preach the gospel. In the marketplace, as a trader, preach the gospel. In the office, preach the gospel. Wherever you are, anywhere there's mankind and you are there, you are supposed to preach the gospel. Praise the Lord. Yes. In which other way? I also see that uh, that it can be preached by declaration, like our mommy was saying, the preaching of the gospel by opening your mouth to share with others. But in the Mark instance, we saw that it can also be preached by our lives. And in fact, putting it to perspective, I would think that the preaching by our life should confess. Uh, because looking at following Jesus' example in Matthew 4, the Bible said that ever before Jesus began to declare that he is to preach, uh, that uh, his life shone as light to a people that sat in darkness. That is to say, uh, his life was an example of light to people that were around him. And so when he began now to open his mouth to say, Behold, the kingdom of God is come, repent. Uh, the people were no reason to ask him, repent from what? Because by the reason of light that his life was, they could see darkness. They could see what was wrong with their own living, seeing light. To people who have sat in darkness, when they see light, they will know what is wrong with them. And so when you now begin to declare, saying, repent, actually, you don't need to be mentioning what we repent from, because they would have known what we repent from, having seen light. So I see that for us, our emphasis and what we must be trusting God is that my life must be correct, since we must declare the gospel. Otherwise, we'll be declaring letters. And Bible says that letter, it kills. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, from Acts chapter 8, verse 4, there were two striking things there. They said, therefore, they, 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 they were scattered abroad, went everywhere, preaching the gospel. This means two things. That Number one, they were no longer in fellowship. They were scattered abroad. And in the sense that they were scattered abroad, they went everywhere. Now, this is a, a kind of bold, a bold step because they were scattered abroad. Probably Christianity was not practiced where they were. And they were not shy. They went everywhere preaching the word of God. So in what ways we can preach the gospel? We have to be bold. We have to be brave. Regardless of the fact that we are no longer in fellowship as a union in the body of Christ. Thank you. Yes, praise the Lord. Yes, in what other, in what other ways? Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Where we read in um, Luke concerning the prodigal, the prodigal son, right? Yes. 
when he came back to his father, he said as soon as his father saw him from afar, he went to welcome him. He did not turn his back against him. He did not castigate him. Oh, you son that brought me sorrow, that brought me pain. Go back to where you are. Go back to where you came from. He did not pass judgment on him. He still saw the, he still had that love and that compassion towards him. And I think that is the um, outlook we should have. That is the, the disposition we should have for other people. We should not castigate him. Hate the sin, do not hate the sinner. I think that's how it's being said. So we should reach out in, as you're living your life as light. Do not say, oh, this person is a sinner, cast the person away. You should try as much as possible to bring that person as much as you can into the Lord. Yes. Praise the Lord. Yes, there are so many ways that we can share the gospel. We share the gospel by our lifestyle, through our deeds, through our good works. So that when, they, when people see it, just like our brother said, they won't need to ask you. They know that really your life is different from theirs. They know what is wrong with them. And, you know, even without your saying a word, you know, the, the person will know that he or she needs to repent. And then also, we also need to open our mouths and share the word. Like we saw in Acts, they moved about everywhere that we are scattered, you know, sharing the good news of the kingdom. And it's still the same thing. So we need to also, there are, some time, there are times we need to leave our comfort zone. Go out. Not even maybe just, let, yes, preach to those in your office, preach to those in your class, preach to those, you know, in your business area. But there are also times that you need to leave that your class. Go out, you know, to minister to other people and all that. Whether, you know, um, in the rural areas or in your streets or shops and all that, you know. And then also, like um, we saw um, by the attitude of the father of the prodigal son. When the prodigal son came back, I mean, ordinarily, the father would have said, oh, you have squandered my money and all that. And then maybe they will start um, uh, talking about that. But he didn't do that. The Bible said that. When he saw him and Pharaoh, even before he came there, the father had compassion. He came. He was the father that now came, you know, to meet him, you know, and, and embraced him and all that. Showed him love and compassion. The same way, you know, every day in our workplaces, in our families, in the marketplaces, we interact with people. And as we interact with people, you know, they exhibit all manner of um, behaviors and all that. Sometimes they do things that hurt us. If we respond the way the natural, uh, natural man will respond. When you preach the gospel, I mean, there wouldn't be any difference. But if you respond by the nature of God in you, you know, it's, it's already a message. It's already a message. So that when you now even minister, it will not be difficult for the person to receive the gospel. So we should show love to people deliberately. You know, deliberately, knowing, you know, I mean, what you what it will result at the end of the day deliberately show love deliberately overlook the faults of others but you know the bible says we should make allowance for each other's faults is it not true yes so deliberately overlook those things deliberately go out of your way to do things that are not even convenient for you but you know that that thing that you're doing will send a message to the person that you're doing it to praise the lord deliberately inconvenience yourself for the sake of others because as you do that 
they will see that thing and they will give glory to your Father in heaven. And it will draw them close to God. In fact, sometimes they will even be the one that will come to you and say, Ah, I did this to you on so and so date. You didn't do that. You didn't do this. I did the other one to you. You didn't respond the way I expected you to respond. What is the secret? And then you now open up and share the gospel of the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Then you can also, you know, by public, you can, we can also preach the gospel, you know, by sharing um, publications, you know, and um, tracts and all that. You can give, you know, maybe somebody that um, it, it seems a bit difficult for you to reach out to. Give, get a, a very good book. Give it to the person. You know, after a while, go back to the person. Have you read the book I gave you and all that? You know, I mean, is there anything, is there any lesson from the book? And from there, you start. Or, or you start from sharing the, the sharing tracts. Give the tracts to the person and then from there, you know, you open up a conversation. Praise the Lord. Then question three. God mandates us to do or God mandates us to share with words of mouth by lifestyle and then through all the other means. Question three. Who should preach the gospel? Who should preach the gospel? Mark sixteen fifteen. Praise the Lord. Mark 16 verse 15 says, And then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Second Timothy 4 5. Second Timothy 4 5. But as for you, be serious about everything. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Yes, Psalm 107, verse 2. Psalm 107, verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Yes, from these passages, who should preach the gospel? Who? Who should preach the gospel? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. From this place I read in Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Anybody and everyone who has been saved, who is a disciple of Jesus Christ, should preach the gospel. Praise God. Every disciple of Jesus should preach the gospel. Yes. Uh, praise God. Hallelujah. But I think uh, she brought out a word that... Uh, was going to emphasize on the word disciple. Now, you remember that there were two men, the sons of Sceva, who attempted to uh, preach the gospel and also by it cast out demon. And you probably know the end of that event. So, the emphasis here is disciple. That Jesus was speaking to his disciples. Disciples. And the question that was coming to my heart is, am I a disciple? a disciple? I think that's the very first issue that myself have to settle. And it is not an issue of assumption. Because, you know, the sons of Sceva were assuming. Yes. Of course, they had they heard the gospel. Of course, they were religious. In fact, that was what prompted them. They wanted to be like Paul. Peter and Paul. They, they wanted to be miracle workers. I mean, it's something they want to associate themselves with. That they were no strangers to religion. But the matter was that they were not followers of Christ. And you know, a man can be religious and yet he's not following Jesus. 
And so the question that was coming to my heart, as we are all seated, am I a disciple? Am I qualified to preach the gospel? Have I made a commitment to following Jesus? Whether it is raining, whether it is shining. When things are good, or when things are bad. Or, do I only follow Jesus when things are convenient? Do I only follow Jesus when everything is fine and nothing is gloomy? Praise God. Hallelujah. It is only the disciples actually that are licensed to preach the gospel. And this is what we must strive to maintain at every point in time. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Yes. He raised a very important issue. We should ask ourselves, are we disciples? Are we disciples? Not just coming to church, but, you know, are we committed to him? Are we following his footsteps? Is he our Lord and our master? Praise the Lord. So, disciples of Jesus are those that are supposed to preach the gospel. Yes, from the other passages, who and who? From the other passages. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, just to add to what um, our brother just said, the key word there is disciple, that this word of God is meant to be preached by those who are God's disciple. But who is a disciple? We need, there is a word or there, there is something that, that precedes, you know, discipleship or becoming a disciple. And in where we read in Psalm 107 verse 2, the key word there is the redeemed. Those that are redeemed. He said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And those who are redeemed are also qualified to preach this gospel. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes. We have seen from the passages that we read that um, every one of us seated here. As long as we have all surrendered our lives to Jesus Christ and we are walking in his footsteps, we are supposed to preach the gospel. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If you are redeemed, say so. If God has done something, if, if, if um, the, the gospel has transformed your life, then tell it, tell it to others. If he has changed your life, tell it to others. If there is something in you know, because um, what you're going forth to proclaim is what you have received. Just like Paul said in, in the book of Corinthians, you know, what he received is what he passed on to, you know, on, on to others. So, as long as um, you, are, you, are, you have made a commitment to work with Jesus, you are supposed to preach the gospel. You are among those that he has committed the ministry of reconciliation into you know, the hands. So, if that ministry has been committed into your hands, then you have that obligation to go forth and preach the gospel. Praise the Lord. So, I am supposed to preach the gospel. You are supposed to preach the gospel. And the question is, are we preaching the gospel? It's a personal question. Am I preaching the gospel? Are you preaching the gospel? If God has committed the ministry of reconciling, reconciling men to himself into your hands, are you carrying out that assignment? Am I carrying out that assignment? And that's the essence of today's study. It is to bring back to our consciousness that need for us to obey that command. The need for us to carry out that assignment. The need for us to share the gospel 
by telling others the good news, by showing forth through our, you know, through our, our, our lifestyle, you know, through whatever means that the Lord has made available to us to bring men to the kingdom of God. That is our responsibility. And we, we, we trust the Lord that um, as we rise from today's study, that we will make a commitment we will, that we will go back and begin to share the word if we have not been doing so. Praise the Lord. You know, um, this song that says, will I go back and, and empty-handed? That is, when I am, at the end of the day, when I am going to meet my Savior, will I go back to him empty-handed with no soul with which to greet him? And, and I think if, if we meditate, you know, on the lyrics of that song, I will ask myself, how many souls am I going back to meet my Savior with? Praise the Lord. How many souls am I going back to greet him with? He has redeemed me. He has saved me. And there are so many other people in bondage. There are so many other people in captivity. There are so many other people in darkness. I mean, like we saw in our introduction, the world is full of chaos and uncertainties. Nobody knows, I mean, the next thing that will happen. But the only certainty is the word of God. The only solution is the word of God. And we have that word of God. I mean, if maybe a city is about to be set on fire, and you have what to make that city not to be set on fire, and you hold it onto yourself, are you good? Are you, are you wicked? Praise the Lord. I mean, are we doing the right thing? If maybe destruction is about to overtake the entire world, and then we have the solution, and we keep it to ourselves. Are we doing, are we doing well? We are not doing well. So if we know the potency of the word of God, if we know that the solution to all this crisis is the word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, if we know that salvation can only come in no other name apart from the name of Jesus, if we know that there is no solution except through the word of God and through what God himself can do, and then we have that solution and we are seeing men in anguish, we are seeing our society, I mean, decaying and all that, and we're not doing anything. I do not think we're representing the kingdom very well. Our prayer is that the Lord will help us. The Lord will quicken us. That as we go out, you know, we will determine, you know, that we will go forth and preach the gospel. As you go back, pray. Ask the Spirit of God to help you. Let him begin to lead you in the different ways that he wants you to minister to people. Day by day, as you do so, you will see how, how far he will take you in the name of Jesus do we have any question before we take our memory verse? Memory verse. Our memory verse is taken from 2 Corinthians 5 verse 19. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and had committed to us the word of reconciliation. We will take questions 5, 4, 5, and 6 on Wednesday. So please, when you're coming on Wednesday, bring your outline. On that Wednesday, we will, we will look at the challenges. We will look at um, why, why it is mandatory for every believer to preach the gospel, the challenges to preaching the gospel, and how the challenges can be addressed. And then we'll also discuss the benefits of preaching the gospel. And then our conclusion says, The day is far spent, and the night is near. Let us therefore do the work of him that called us while it is day. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. Can we commit yourself into the hands of the Lord?
Can you ask the Spirit of God to help you? That you will not just be a hearer of the word, but that you will be a doer of the word. Because the Bible says that the blessing is in doing the word. Ask the Lord to help you by his spirit. That you will go forth and minister the word of God and share the gospel with those in need. Whatever it is that is a hindrance, that is a barrier, bring it before the Lord. Ask him to help you with those, those challenges. In Jesus' name. Our Father and our God, we thank you, Lord, for how you have helped us. Thank you, King of glory, Lord God, for once again, Lord God, reminding us that we should go out and preach the word. Our Father and our God, we bring ourselves, Lord God, before you. We ask you, Lord God Almighty, O God, for grace. Lord God Almighty, we ask you, Lord God, that your spirit, Lord God, will help us. We pray in the name of our Lord Jesus. That Lord God Almighty, that this word that Lord God we have shared together, Lord, this morning, we move us, King of glory, our Lord and our Father, to begin to share your word with others in Jesus' name. Lord, may it not God be a condemnation unto any of us. May Lord God Almighty, O God, Father, may we draw strength, O God, for what we have heard this morning, Lord God, to go forth and preach the word, so that souls will be saved, the kingdom will be populated, and your name will be glorified. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. As we summarize, we want um, somebody from group one, two, and three, somebody from each group, to tell us. We studied them. We answered three questions. Question one, two, and three. So question one, we want somebody from group one, two, or three to tell us what the gospel is, what he learned from the study. He or she learned from the study. We thought, um, I'm from group one. We You're, thought about what is, the script, what is the gospel. And we explained in my group that is the hope for the believers, the hope for the sinners, the only hope to save mankind. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, the gospel is the only hope for salvation of mankind. Yes, two. Group four, five, or six. Can you tell us the ways that the gospel can be preached? Yes. Yeah, we were talking about in what ways can, can we preach the gospel. We said we can preach the gospel by our conduct, uh, way of life, we can also preach by the word of mouth to the next person. A way of life, our conduct can also be like a light in our environment. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Then question three. Who should preach the gospel? 9, 10, 11. Yes. Yes. We looked at who, who, should, who should preach the gospel and we said the redeemed of the Lord, those that have been saved, those that have come in contact with this Jesus are the ones to preach the gospel. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Who are the redeemed now? 
Are they in the uh, <laughs> Sorry? Who are the who are the redeemed? 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 those that have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and their and Savior, Savior who have believed. Yes. Praise yes. the Lord. Yes, those that have received the Lord as their Lord and Savior. So we have seen from the study that the gospel is the power of God that brings salvation to anyone that believes. The power of God that brings salvation from sin. The power of God that brings salvation from captivity. The power of God that brings salvation from bondage. The power of God that brings salvation from anything that is not in line with the will and word of God. The gospel has the power to save from that. And it is the only hope for the salvation of mankind. And if it is the only hope for the salvation of mankind, and mankind needs to be saved, then we must go forth and preach the gospel. Praise the Lord. We have also seen the ways that the gospel can be preached by our lifestyle, by word of mouth, going about sharing the word with others, shining as light, showing the love of God unto others, sharing gospel publications, tracts and all that. Through all those, and God wants us to do all. It's not just maybe, okay, I will live a good life. So, I am not supposed to go out and now share. Live a good life. Shine as light. Open your mouth and declare the word anywhere you see mankind. Anywhere. Wherever. Sometimes you go out from where you are and still preach the gospel. The Lord mandates that we do all. And then thirdly, who should preach the gospel? The redeemed of the Lord. Those that have accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. Those that have surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ. Those that are followers of Jesus, the disciples of Jesus. They should go forth and preach the good news to others. Praise the Lord. And as we do so, the Lord will bless us in Jesus' name. And then, we will take questions 4, 5, and 6 on Wednesday. So please, let us all try and be here on Wednesday for the conclusion of the Bible study. And when you are coming, come with your outline. Praise the Lord. So we will take our memory verse together. Our memory verse is taken from 2 Corinthians 5 verse 19. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and had committed to us the word of reconciliation. Praise the Lord. That word of reconciliation has been committed to me. He has been committed to you. May the Lord help us to carry out that assignment in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you once again. Father, we have heard your word. Lord, we plead with you that we will not just be hearers, but that we will be doers of your word. Lord, may we receive strength, O oh God. May we receive grace, Lord God, to go forth and preach the word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.